Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 503, with Paul Stewart and Andreas Lifgarden of Soundtrack, your brand. These are rights and they're recognized under the law, under U.S. copyright law. And uh, these societies, they protect their interest, of course, of the songwriters and publishers. And um, they go out and, and check that you are properly licensed. And if you're not, you're, you're, you're being asked to pay. And, and uh, you may even be taken to court if you, if you, if you don't pay these fees. And it's, um, that's, that's the reality. It happens. It happens quite a lot. It's, it's a big, big organizations with agents throughout the States. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Introducing Ethic Suite, the first and only misconduct, theft, and fraud reporting platform exclusively for the restaurant industry. Check out restaurantethics.com to see how restaurant employees can report any concerns anonymously, easily, and securely from any device with internet connection. However, if you're an owner or manager, you should check out ethicsuite.com slash restaurantunstoppable for more information on how you can monitor and respond to these reports and stay informed about issues that could affect your business and your reputation. One more time, that's ethicssuite.com slash restaurants unstoppable. And with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guests, Paul Stewart and Andreas Lifgarden. Are you guys feeling unstoppable today? <laughs> For sure. We are on a roll. Yes. So today we're here to talk about the legalities of playing music in your restaurants. Uh, what are you responsible for as an owner? What are you, you responsible for re- in regards to licensing? Why do you need to pay three invoices? Uh, what are the, the fines and repercussions of not following the laws? Uh, what are your options to follow the laws? The, these are just some of the questions that we're going to answer here today. Uh, and just so you guys know, Paul Stewart is the general counsel over at Soundtrack Your Brand. And we have Andreas Lifgarden, who is the chairman and founder of Soundtrack Your Brand. Uh, so we have some authorities with us that can answer these questions well. And I can't wait to dive into the topic, but let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you guys got for us? Well, we're, we're here back in Sweden, and as Swedes, we have a saying which is Bund Fornuft, which really don't translate to English, but, you know, a literal translation would be a horse's common sense. And, you know, we're Swedes, we're simple people, we're farmers, and we just like things to be logical. And, you know, we saw that we needed to build a music service that really fits businesses, so that's what we did. We don't try to be fancy about it. We don't try to be super advanced about it. We just try to do what's right. We try to do a simple service that restaurateurs would love to use. And we apply horses common sense to whatever we try to do. So I'm pretty sure I'm hearing you right. When you say a horse, you're talking about the horse that we ride, like a, like a horse that eats hay, a horse that runs through the fields, right? A horse is common sense. The very same horse. Okay. We'll, we'll turn into so, a unicorn eventually. So, but, you, you know, know, when you say that, though, you think about a horse and how it behaves, and it's it's very, like, you know, like it questions things sometimes. It can be a little stubborn to, to do things that it's not quite sure about. So uh, I get it. You know, they, they have common sense. Like, why would I do that? I don't quite trust what you're doing right now. So it makes sense. I'm there with you. Um, all right. So um, first, let's start with uh, 
the value of music? Why do we need to pay attention to the value of music? Why is it so important to not overlook? I, I mean, I, I like to challenge that a, a little bit. You know, you, I mean, you would be pretty upset if an artist came into a bar and required free drinks just because, or if you're a restaurateur, you would be pretty pissed if the creators and the lyrical composers came into a restaurant and demanded free food. But somehow music needs to defend that it has value. And I think this debate started about 20 years ago when piracy came to be. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, we as consumers could get access to free, maybe not legal, but at least free music from the Pirate Bay and the Napsters of the world. And all of a sudden we started thinking maybe as teenagers already that music has no intrinsic value. And now, 20 years later, we still have the same debate. And I think that's sad because I think music, that's the heart and soul of who we are. And behind the music, there are creators. And these people deserve a living just as your listeners who run restaurants do. Then, of course, we can have a debate on how much of that value should be extracted in either direction. But there's no denying that music has a monetary value and a cultural value to us. Yeah. And not only that, the, the actual value of music, but when you're playing music in your restaurant, uh, it's having an impact on the experience, on the atmosphere. And you can't overlook that too. I mean, it, it, it's, it's very important to put a lot of thought into what you're pumping into the ears of your guests. You want to reflect on that? For sure. I mean, in piracy on the consumer side, you were sort of looking at, you know, this is a teenager in, in Idaho who downloads music. Maybe he or she would or wouldn't have bought it. But you're absolutely right. When you play music in a store or in a hospitality environment, of course you play that music because it has business value to you. You play that music so that your customer and guests feel more welcome or spend more or spend more time with you. So... This is not about whether music has value to teenagers. This is music has value to your business. Got it. So, okay, if, if I'm – well, let me ask. Is there anything else you want to reflect on that topic of the value of music before we kind of dive into the, the nitty-gritty? I think I made a little bit of fire speech there. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Good. All right. Good. Let's good. go into it. So if I'm opening a restaurant next week – our next month, and I haven't thought about the, the legalities of playing music and the licensing, what do I need to know? Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. It's, um, first of all, I would you know, consider um, finding a really good music service that, uh, that suits your needs um, and finding one that is actually um, licensed in a proper way. Um, that means um, not using um, a consumer service, uh, because consumer services, uh, taking one like uh, Spotify or, or Apple, Apple or uh, Music, they are licensed for, for private use, which is uh, when you're at home, listening to, to your stereo at home, etc. It's not for, for public space. Okay. Uh, real quick, what's the major difference between private use and commercial use? I mean, the major difference is, of course, that when music labels and publisher price the music to 
the likes of Spotify and YouTube or Apple, they, of course, see that this music is going to be used by a consumer and therefore it has a certain price point. But if the music is going to be used in a commercial space, it has more value and therefore should be charged more for. Okay. That's the difference. So you have from the rights holders to us, I mean, we are a digital service provider, a DSP as they're called. There is different rate cards from the rights holders to various DSPs depending on what the music should be used for. Okay. Uh, so I guess the next question is why a lot of people feel like it's so expensive and it's outrageously expensive. And why am I paying three invoices? Do you want to reflect on some of this? Sure. It's um, when the music is played out basically in, in the restaurant or in, in, a, in a public space. Um, that's a, that's a, sp- a specific right that the songwriters and uh, the publishers um, um, have uh, to the music. So as, as, um, and, and that is handled by the PROs generally. Um, as, as, a, as a restaurateur, um, you uh, actually then need to pay these PROs, um, which stands for performance rights organizations. Um, and there are many of them. There, in fact, there are four of them. There is ASCAP, there is BMI, CSEC, and GMR. Terribly complex um, environments to operate in. So if you're playing CDs in your, in your uh, restaurant, you also need to have licenses with all these uh, PROs, these societies. So they have, they have their own rates, et cetera. And it's a, it's, it's a complex space. So if I take that approach and say I have a CD collection or a record collection and I, I want to just play from my collection, what's the process like to do that? That's totally fine. Um, you, you, you can. You can use your, uh, your, your CD collection and, and, you know, in, in your restaurant. But then uh, you need to um, uh, basically you, you can look who wrote each song on your CDs, and then you you um, only go to the PROs that that represent um, those uh, songwriters and publishers. And that, that but that's a bit academic because that's not how it works. And you, as a restaurant restaurateur, you it's that will take a terrible time yeah. to do. <laughs> it sounds and awful. <laughs> so you need the licenses with all of them, in fact. Um, that's the that's the sad truth. So um, to do that legally, you would have to go through your collection, find out who represents each one of those artists, and, and basically get an agreement. What's the name of that agreement called? It's, it's a license agreement. It's, it's PRO. Uh, it's a public performance agreement. So you need a, a public performance agreement with each artist that you play in your restaurant. You, uh, you as a restaurateur, you would have to go to the ASCAP webpage and and sign up with their online agreement. And then they'll start sending you invoices, and then you do the same for BMIs and GMR. Okay, and, and that's how you would do it. So BMI, GMR. Uh, so how many different invoices would I have to pay for those for each one of those artists? They 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 come at regular intervals as well compared to them. So some are monthly and some are quarterly or half yearly, etc. So it's not a uh, one and done. If I want to play ACDC in my record in my in my restaurant, I'd have to possibly it's not like a one and done i can play this forever like it's a, a quarterly and monthly fee yes correct oh. it's um that's the way it works and i think the bottom line is is if you play like a, a normal collection of music you need a license with all four and they will invoice you at different okay. times and what about playing like music on the radio is that allowed um for in in restaurants it's a 
Um, it's you are allowed to play music from the radio, correct? Yes. Okay, because that's public domain. No, it's it's uh, it's, it's a public performance as well. Um, okay. And um, uh, playing music on radio is 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 same as playing CDs, etc. It's it's also it's it, but it's a public performance. Okay. So I don't know if I understand. So um, I guess the question was it. If I am playing like just the broadcasted radio uh, in my in my restaurant, I don't need a license for that. Correct. There is um, there is in fact um, there, there is an exemption here from the PROs that okay. if you play on using just a TV or radio playing in your restaurant, then um, there is no need for a further PRO license. That but it's a, it's a very limited exemption from that. Okay. But if I'm playing a CD, for example, I do need a license because I think correct. Okay, correct. Um, so, do we kind of cover the uh, who exactly why we're paying these three invoices and who that who that's going going to? I don't know if we did or not. We, we could be a, a bit more clear yeah. and, and say that there are PROs who represents the composers and the lyricists of the music. And then there are, on the other side, record labels who cover the actual physical recording of the music. And that's why there are several different rights holders. And it all gets interesting when you start talking about streaming, for example. So a streaming service like Spotify or Apple Music would have licenses with both publishers who represent the composers and they will have licenses with record labels who represents uh, the artists and the underlying recording. And these entities then license service providers like us, uh, for example, but also on the consumer side. So we covered the who, uh, the who we're paying, but uh, what, what exactly are you paying for? Just the, the rights? Right, it's it's um, to the PROs you pay for the public performance, and that's essentially the right to to use the music to entertain your your um, guests in the restaurant. That's the public performance piece. Um, the, the second part is then paying to the service that you're using um, if you're using a, a, a streaming service. So that's um, there 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 are two um, two payments there. Okay, so what can I expect to pay per month using a, a typical uh, service like that? That's out there. What are, what are some of the options? I'm curious. I mean, obviously we got Soundtrack your brand, but what are some of the other options? And what are the price differences? I'm curious. I'd say that there are, of course, multiple vendors of commercial background music. We would be one of them, of course. Other ones that are known in the U.S would be uh, Pandora DMX, for example, or Mood Media, Play Network, uh, Rockbot, Stingray, to mention a few. And the price point varies a little bit depending on what kind of customer you are. If you are a large international brand, for example, I'd say that your typical fee for the service provider i.e. us, not the PRO fees that Paul just spoke of. I say that the fee to us specifically ranges from anything to $25 to $35 per month per sound zone. Okay. So what is, I'm curious, uh, we have you here. What's unique about uh, Soundtrack, your, your brand, which is backed by Spotify? 
I think the uniqueness of us is that we have the largest music catalog of all of our competitors. Uh, quite a few of our competitors have a music catalog of around a million tracks each, while our catalog is well over 30 million tracks. Wow. And, and also, we have the production pipes from the record labels directly. So when they update their music catalogs, we see that instantly. So, for example, we add roughly 10,000 tracks every day to our collections. And, of course, then we have digital distribution, meaning that we don't need to ship CDs. We don't ship uh, USB sticks. We don't do satellite feeds with inferior sound quality. Are there still groups that are doing that, like services that are actually shipping you CDs and, and like MP3 sticks? You would be amazed. You would be amazed <laughs> how many global brands have that has antiquated technology. And because they have antiquated technology or maybe they don't have broadband to the stores, uh, they're actually forced to use CDs. And you can, of course, imagine how, how complicated it would be to ship CDs to a thousand stores internationally. Oh and, God, and, and that's a nightmare. I always, I always do this, this example that what do you do if one of the artists that you're playing in a store suddenly go, goes off and does something stupid and you want to pull their music from your brand? You can't really do that easily if you're playing CDs, but if you're using a streaming system like ours, you can pull that artist of their content in a millisecond. Okay. Or what if you want to capture that mega hit that is playing right now? We can just insert that in a heartbeat. Or if you have so, somebody who is you know, in your restaurant and they have a special request. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, the directness of what we do and the digital distribution is the kind of company we are. I mean, we sometimes see our competitors as a bit of an analog uh, competitor, whereas we are the digital innovator. But now, and I'm of course selling myself and we're here to talk about the legalities of, of music. So, Yeah, so I'm kind of uh, curious, what happens if I, if I don't do this, if I choose to break the law? Uh, what are the odds of somebody actually knowing that I, I broke the law. It's it's something that we certainly don't recommend. And it's it's these are rights and they're recognized under the law, under US copyright law. And uh, these societies, they protect their interest, of course, of the songwriters and publishers. And um, they go out and, and check that you are properly licensed. And if you're not, you're 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 being asked to pay and and uh, you may even be taken to court if you if you if you don't pay these fees. And it's um that's that's the reality. It happens. It happens quite a lot. It's it's a big big organizations with agents throughout the states. Okay, so we kind of talked about the the history. Is there anything else uh, with regarding the history of playing music that you want to touch on that we haven't mentioned yet before we kind of talk about what the future looks like? We, I think, I've got one one point there that's quite interesting here. We 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 talked about various services and ways of playing the music. And we also talked about like what the streaming service like Soundtrack Your Brand is, is, is doing. And it's quite interesting to, to actually compare. Um, we talked about the, and these perils. How much does it actually cost to, to, for a typical restaurant, saying a small restaurant? If you go to all these uh, PROs and you sign up and you're using your CD collection and you may, or even worse, you, you are using like a, as, as, um, a consumer service to play 
And that's quite um, a hefty price tag per year doing that compared to a service like ours where we actually bundle in the PR office. Uh, so when you sign up for a properly licensed commercial service, the PRO fees are included in what you pay every month. Okay. So that's, it's, it's, it makes life much, much easier for a restaurateur. And that's what the future of the industry kind of looks like. We hope so. And that's, that's a, a big bet for the company, of course, that this is makes life much simpler for the restaurateurs. Yeah. There is, there is only one bill instead of, of um, the five that you would have to pay. I can take some example here. If you're a small restaurant, and I'm, for the purpose here, we can say it's 1,500 square feet. Um, only at the ASCAP fees is, is 380 US. Um, you would pay another 370 to, to BMI. There's various factors here that, that play in, but it's, the minimums are 380 and 370 per year. Okay. Then you would have to pay for, um, for uh, CDs or, a, or an audio source, or if you use um, a consumer service, which is, is illegal to use the consumer service, but if you do, that's another 120 US. That adds, adds up to 870 US just for those two PROs and the service. Yeah. Whereas if you go to us, we, uh, we give you everything for 320 bucks, roughly, 323 US per year. So that's um, more than it's, half. It's a big save, and it's of course only one bill, and everything is taken care of. So definitely some value there. I think uh, you can't argue. Uh, anything else uh, we want to cover in this section of like the history, uh, what the future looks like before Paul chimes in with some additional final thoughts? I think the, on the uh, what happens if you play illegally, you can. Well, we covered the legal argument, but what about the moral argument? Mm. That's a good point. You know, I've always said this myself. Like, if if I like an artist, like I'm I'm gonna go to uh, whatever platform, whether that be iTunes or Spotify or Pandora, or get the the physical copy. I'm I'm going to pay for it because I like that artist. I want to support that artist. Uh, you know. Uh, Theft is theft no matter what way you look at it. And especially if you enjoy somebody and you appreciate someone's music, why wouldn't you support them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, from a lot of customers, we see a definite trend. Larger brands are now really, really serious about corporate social responsibility, CSR. So for larger brand brands, it really matters that they are compliant. If a brand gets caught on not using ecological coffee or not MSC branded fish, or if a clothing store would use chlorine to bleach their T-shirts, that would be a big scandal and shareholders would really come down hard on management for that. We argue that music has the same kind of quality. If you're a large brand and you don't use a fully compliant music service, I think that's a big thing. And this is perhaps more on the moral side of things rather than the legal, legality side of things. And that even translates into smaller brands. I mean, we have large customers from world-class sports brands and hospitality brands all the way down to single shops. But even so, single shops 
art today. I mean, you have your artists in Chocolatier in Brooklyn. These smaller artists and brands are built on CSR as well. And I'd argue that there are very few CSR-compliant B2B music services. And we are, we are super intent on being one of them. Music rights, being compliant, being fully licensed, being a friend of brands really matters to us. Being affordable, too, which is and another And affordable. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... One other thing that I, th- I think we wanted to touch on in today's conversation is the idea of not just playing music, but playing the right music uh, and the other things that you have to consider when playing music. Paul, did you want to touch on that? We, we did a quite interesting study together with McDonald's uh, here in, in the Nordics. Um, it's one of the larger studies ever made with the um, use of background music. So we, we ran it for over half a year and we ran it across their entire chain here in the Nordic. So it's statistically significant. And what we found was quite interesting. So we used no music as a baseline. What are the revenues if you play no music? And we compared it to two different ways of curating music. So in the other part of the test, we played radio hits bang on FM radio hits full and their revenues dropped. And we looked at over 2 million receipts that we had access to. So if you play the wrong music and you're a QSR chain, your music or sorry, your sales will drop by 4%. Conversely though, when we made a custom soundtrack for McDonald's, their sales rose, top line revenue, actual money in, it rose by 5%. Again, statistically significant results. So the difference between playing the wrong music and the right music is 9% in revenue. So one thing I'm super curious about right now is how do you know what's the right music and what's the wrong music? Great question. Um, I think music needs to be adapted to your target audience. Music needs also to be adapted to the day parts of the day. So if you take a QSR brand like McDonald's, for example, how does McDonald's sound on a Friday evening when you have your tweens and your teenagers in your store? What's the kind of music that they want to hear? Versus how does a McDonald's restaurant on a Sunday afternoon sound like when I'm there with my kids and my family. Or like on a Monday morning when all the Q-tips are there. Exactly. <laughs> do you guys, you, do you, do you guys know what a Q- about, I don't know. How, I don't know if I offended anybody there. I'm not, you guys are, uh, um, I'm not sure. We never talked age. We're not using video right now. So, <laughs> but you know, do you guys have that same thing in Sweden, the Q-tips? No, we don't actually. Oh, it's just a uh, white hair, basically. Uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, the day parting of a chain really matters because if you can meet the audience that is actually in your stores with the right music, that matters a lot. Yeah, that makes for rest- sense. For restaurateurs, there's also a, a special thing that goes on every evening. So the typical restaurant has two seatings, right? And then they have a bar session. The first session or the first seating 
needs to be a bit cooler, a bit calm. That's when, you know, again, me with my kids and my family, that's when we go out and eat and dine. And that needs to be a relaxed experience. Then around nine or so, you have the second seating where you probably have a bit more rowdy crowd. You have your, your dinkies and they come in and they spend a little bit more. They're a bit, bit more high volume and you need to raise the volume of the music. You need to up the tempo. But the real key to a successful evening in a restaurant is can you transition the second seating from sitting at their table having dinner and coffees over to your bar? Because that's when you have your high margin products, your drinks. And if you think about it, that's what a professional DJ does for a living, get people to drink more and spend more. But you do the same thing with background music as well. So the way you transition the second seating from a dinner experience into a more bar-oriented experience where they perhaps stomp their feet a little bit and say, you know, rather than going home, I like to have that other drink. Mm. That's what background music does. That's why music matters. That's why music has value when you connect the dots like that. And that's the kind of curation that we do on a daily basis for brands. And I'm sure it's subconscious. I'm sure it's at a level they don't even know what's happening to them. No, of course not. Uh, music, background music works in the background. So another question I have, uh, say if, if you're not a DJ, if you're, if you're not really plugged into what type of music or you don't have a good uh, natural instinct for the kind of music to play, are there services that Soundtrack, your brand offers to help you maybe go through the demographics and to discuss your clientele and to put together playlists for you? Absolutely. I'd say we do three products. The first one is, of course, a technical distribution system, the boring stuff. Then we fill that system with 30 million tracks of your that you can choose freely from. But then how do you pick and choose the music? What kind of music intelligence do we offer? And I'd say if you're a mom and pop, you can choose freely, free of charge, any one of our 300 pre-curated soundtracks that are based on typical businesses. We have a cafe soundtrack or a restaurant soundtrack and so on and so forth. Those are all free of charge. We also have a dynamic curation tool where you can define your brand, saying I'm more modern, I'm a little bit discreet, and I like high energy. You enter those values, and we give you a bespoke playlist, also free of charge. Okay. If you're a bigger brand, we have curators who can work for you on an hourly basis. We offer that as well. Or if you already have a curator on staff, we also offer a Spotify playlist, drag and drop integration. So all the kind of curation work that you may have done inside of Spotify can be reused on our platform as well. Yeah. I think it would be really interesting to have you guys come back and talk about really what's happening to the mind and uh, how to select music, how to you know uh, go about breaking down the day parts and really put together uh, music that will bring that 5% increase in sales. Cause I think a lot of people might be intimidated on how to tackle that and do that. Right. For sure. I mean, that's what we notice all the time. We have, we have brands that says we're really good at cooking food or we're really good at doing clothing, but music, that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a dangerous area for you for us. Can you help us? Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we, take some listener questions. I'm good. I'm good. I think we covered it. We covered a lot. All right. We're going to take a quick break. uh, Then we'll be right back to uh, answer some listener questions. All right. I have a question for you. 
How can an anonymous employee reporting program be a profit center for your restaurant? Hmm. Well, for starters, fraud alone represents a staggering loss to the restaurant industry with an estimated $40 billion in losses in the U.S. in 2017 alone. And this does not include the losses and costs associated with the more than 540,000 calls made to the U.S. EEOC in 2017, resulting in millions of dollars in penalties and legal costs for restaurant owners and investigators related to claims of harassment and discrimination. So do I have your attention? Good, because there's more. Employee tip-offs about misconduct continue to be the most common method for detection and prevention, but employees are often deterred from reporting their concerns directly to supervisors because they're afraid that there's going to be retaliation or they might lose their job or something, and I get it. But with Ethics Suites Anonymous and web-based RestaurantEthics.com, you can provide a safe, secure, simple, and anonymous communication channel between you and your employees to help protect your hard-earned reputation and assets. Go to ethicssuites.com slash restaurants unstoppable and you will get three additional months so for the cost of 12 months you'll get 15 months or head over to the show notes and find the banner and you can use the link there all right we're back and uh, the first listener question comes from mike molino and he asks uh, for owners who ignore the law and just play their own cds mp3s or records in the restaurants is there any actual enforcement taking place? What agencies actually or what agency actually does the enforcing and how frequently or do these restaurants bars actually get nabbed? The short answer is yes, there is enforcement. Uh, it may not be FBI or ATF who comes knocking on your door, but the PROs, the one that you pay for the right to publicly perform music, do house visits and house calls. Do they employ people that their job is to go sit at bars uh, in different cities and listen for music to see and see if they have licensing? Yes. Sure. Short answer is yes. They have um, licensing agents in throughout the country. How often are they out there? Like, is there like any way, any kind of sense you can give us as to like how frequently they're out there nabbing people? <laughs> making it an excel sheet on the, on the statistical risk of getting nabbed versus paying well, I, I want to put like a realistic uh sense about you know you know this can happen like have you heard horror stories of people like getting their businesses shut down or in in the u.s there is around two million commercial locations and if you are a larger brand you will definitely get a visit. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a single mom and pop store, the risk or chance, depending on your view of the world, may not be that high. However, in the U.S., the fines are quite steep if you get caught playing an illegal music source or don't having a public performance license. Can you give me the, the ballpark? Oh, it's, it's well, I, I don't. I don't want to speculate there, but it's 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 definitely it's, it's not worth it. And I, I think it's a moral argument again to it that um, the rights holders, the the songwriters and composers, don't get properly paid unless you, you actually pay. The fi- the fines are in the thousands of dollar range. Okay, 
Uh, the next question I have for you is from Jim Brennan, my cousin. What's up, Jim? Uh, can a restaurant slash establishment buy a quote unquote open license from either the record label or work it out with a streaming service dedicated to hospitality service use? It sounds like I know the answer to that one, but I'm just I'm just following the questions here. Go for it. I, I think it's a little bit like you could go to a farmer and ask for tomatoes and then you go to another farmer asking for the flour you go to a third farmer getting the cheese and then you try to find somebody who can make bread for you and put the tomatoes on and put the cheese on and eventually you'd have a pizza it is fully possible for a restaurant to obtain their own licenses but the hoops you would have to go through to get them makes it totally inefficient. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe if you're like really good friends with like a a performing artist, they might be able to get like a, I don't know, an agreement written out with them. But I mean, just, just get Spotify. Uh, (laughs) There's an efficiency argument why there is a superstore for groceries. And it's a little bit the same thing here. You know, we and our, our fellow competitors who provide background music services, we, we could take care of baking the pizza for you and getting all the music rights and put it all together in a, in a neat package. Okay. Uh, so we got Brett E. Lister, who's right. Uh, I was at a bar and I wanted the sound of the baseball game on since it was the World Series. And they said they couldn't and it had to play the radio because of the law. Uh, that's kind of interesting. So want to take that one? It must must depend on the licensing of of the baseball, the the, the sports channel, um, and what was required there. I don't know the exact, you know, how they had been licensed for for that in that particular bar. But playing radio is is like we said before. It's that's it's fine as well. It's, so it's, it's so something we mentioned earlier that um, if something's being broadcasted on the television, that that was okay, in that the radio was okay. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Correct. That's generally um, uh, playing uh, uh, radio or TV in the bar should be fine. So it's. Um, I think that there there are like pay per views where if there's like a sporting event like a boxing match, uh, you can't. You know, you have to get special licensing for that. Uh, but right. those are you know those aren't broadcasted to the general public. It's it's not a broadcast, correct? So, in the sense of the World Series, where that's you know that's free. Uh, as far as you, as long as you know being broadcasted, I think on like your your, I mean you can have antennas and get the, the World Series, I believe, like the you know rabbit ears. Uh, is there a situation where you can only get the video and not the audio? Like that doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't doesn't to me either. I mean, it's it's it, 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 it sounds a little bit that like they're trying to mm-hmm. if we're showing the World Series and we're going to get in trouble, at least we're not going to get in trouble <laughs> on the audio side. We'll only get in trouble yeah. on the TV side. No. It's, I, I, we don't know the particulars here, but I would recommend you know, to, have, to have a chat with the PRO if you're, if you're thinking of doing something like this. But it's, it's, it sounds a bit odd. Okay, uh, that does sound a little off. So maybe somebody just didn't want to change the radio station, or is that possible? <laughs> maybe the service of this restaurant sucked, maybe? I don't know. Um, so the, the next question I have for you is from Paul Callahan, my boy, Chef Paul Callahan. I, I live next to my restaurant, and I'm zoned residential slash commercial 
Hmm. What if my stereo or iPod is in my house, residential, but wired to the restaurant commercial? Where do uh, I fall legally? Uh, wired in the sense that there is a wire between the home and the restaurant, or uh, I think it's a uh, so the actual like uh, unit, the source of music is coming from his his home, his residential, yeah, but being pumped from the residential yeah. to the commercial. Cool. Um, the actual playout happens in a commercial space. The, the speaker is, is is in the restaurant or in the bar. So, unfortunately, that's 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 a case where you need like a commercial commercial service. Yeah. Is if you listen to it in your your earpods or in your home stereo, um, a, a, a commercial service is is um, is nobody you should use in that situation. You need a, a consumer service. But here it's a, it's, it's a commercial service. All right. The last question that comes from Arnaud, uh, does it work using Spotify if I also pay for ASCAP or BMI? The simple answer there is no, that the consumer streaming services like YouTube, Google Music, Spotify, Amazon Prime or Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Deezer, Tidal, all of these have for personal use only licenses. None of them have commercial licenses. And that's why it doesn't work. Okay. Those are all the questions. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, uh, insightful, um, helpful. Anything that we uh, did not discuss up to this point that you want to get out before we uh, have some calls to action and uh, contact information laid out there? Cool. I think we've covered a lot of very interesting topics here. And it was really good questions from, from the listeners as well. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to share your knowledge with us uh, and to create awareness about what you're doing over there at Soundtrack, your brand. Uh, and if we do want to check out your services, where's the best place to head? www.soundtrackyourbrand.com. Awesome. And uh, I guess just again, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, there is no questioning the two of you and Soundtrack. Your brand are unstoppable. Thank you, sir. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Thank you again to the folks over at Soundtrack, your brand, for joining us. And the mission of this episode is really to do two things, to enlighten us on the realities of what can happen if we choose to disobey the law uh, and really kind of break down who it is we're paying the money to and why we need to pay this money. And also to kind of... Uh, enlighten you as to what the new technology is, how you can be saving money uh, if you choose to go to some of these newer technologies, uh, specifically with Soundtrack, your brand. And I will disclose that they are going to be sponsoring the show. So I'm super excited about that, to have these guys backing Restaurant Unstoppable. They, uh, Soundtrack, your band, Soundtrack, your brand is backed by Spotify too. So uh, it's really cool to know that I have these great companies getting behind Restaurant Unstoppable in this mission of inspiring, empowering, and transforming our industry. And uh, I hope to do more interviews like this uh, to kind of get into those weird gray areas uh, that might be a little confusing for people who are, are new to this industry or have been in the industry but never really took the time to go into these weird areas. So if there's a weird area out there that you're not entirely sure about, let me know. I'll get an expert on the show. We'll learn together. And I'm kind of getting outside of my comfort zone with these interviews, I'll be honest, because 
uh, they, they're, they're new to me, and I'm learning as I go. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm the, the perfect person to be doing these interviews, because I don't know. And I'll, and I'll ask the questions that most people would probably be embarrassed to ask because they're afraid of sounding stupid. I don't mind sounding stupid. I'm, I'm cool with it. So I'm here to go to town and to go to work for you guys. So uh, take advantage of it. Let me know what you'd like to learn more about, and I'll get out there, and I'll find the right person to put you guys uh, in front of. So, all right, guys. Uh, like always, please do reach out to me, Eric at RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Uh, as you're listening to this, I'm headed to Texas. So if you're in that area, uh, let me know. I'm going to be in San Antonio, Austin, and Dallas, those areas. Uh, I would love to connect with you. Keep those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. I love I love those reviews. Uh, they really keep me going, uh, and they support the show. But the best way to support the show is simply by sharing it. Uh, get the word out there. Let's let's spread the word about Restaurant Unstoppable. And uh, thank you in advance if you are sharing this content. All right, guys. That's all for today. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>